the new Cheesy Angus at Maccas. Now that puts the win in winter. The Maccas Run. The Maccas Run. Live on your home and sport, SEM. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the Maccas Run on this uh, Monday night. Been a fairly big uh, news day as I look at the photo of Damien Hardwick, uh, Mark Evans to his left, uh, Bob East, the chairman of the Gold Coast Suns, to his right. A typical Gold Coast day, blue skies. Dreaming of maybe one day Metricon Stadium being uh, filled with uh, filled with about what seventy to eighty percent Gold Coast supporters. Maybe Damien Hardwick can bring some more people to the footy. It's going to be a fascinating time, isn't it, next year with the Gold Coast Titans appointing uh, Des Hasler as coach uh, with his pedigree in the NRL, Damien Hardwick with his pedigree in the AFL. So two clubs that have underachieved, have maybe not got uh, the notoriety that they're after in southeast Queensland, uh, up against you know a couple of big, strong Brisbane clubs, the Broncos and uh, and the Lions with the success that they've had across the journey. So it's boom or bust uh, for a couple of the fledgling teams in the AFL and also the uh, NRL. Happy to take uh, your calls uh, tonight. We always do a little uh, half-hour snapshot of the day. Anything you've missed, we'll bring you up to date, but you can join in on the Harcourt's open line, one 736 736 for all things real estate. Uh, speak to Harcourt's, your move, your Harcourt's. Uh, the temper text, 433 98 11 16, the all-new Temper Pro. It's Temper's most adaptive mattress ever. It's here. It's a mattress like no other. Anything you want to put on the agenda across the half hour, the first serve, of course, after 8 o'clock, we'll talk tennis, as we normally do on a Monday night, uh, the sporting cap to uh, round out uh, Monday after uh, 10 o'clock uh, tonight. So a chance to uh, get on the phone or jump on the text uh, today on a big day up on the Gold Coast. We'll recap uh, that. The other footy news, other things are floating around. Uh, we'll sort of save Alcaraz Djokovic for half an hour's time. That was epic. Uh, whether you like uh, tennis or not, uh, that was worthy of an audience uh, today. Another instalment, hopefully a precursor to uh, maybe a battle at the US Open coming up in about uh, three weeks' time. Uh, the Maccas run for the new Cheesy Angus at Maccas. Your thoughts? If you're a Gold Coast fan, anyone up on the Gold Coast uh, tonight listening in across the SEN network. I'd love to hear your thoughts about your footy club and where it's going. Is there some optimism? Uh, as Damien Hardwick alluded to today, he's not uh, the Messiah. The Messiah rarely works if history's any indication. He's part of the puzzle. It's getting the team collective and good people around him, and there'll be probably a couple of additions. But as he said, predominantly today, he wants to keep the crew uh, that have been part of the uh, the inner sanctum there at the Gold Coast. one 736 on the text. Uh, Mark up at uh, Quakers Hill, he's in uh, Sydney. It's a beautiful part of the world. Uh, Mark, uh, welcome to the Maccas Run. Hello, Mark. Mark is not with us. Hmm. He's disappeared. Here. here he is. G'day, Mark. How are you doing? Hello. Yeah, g'day. Uh, I just wanted to talk about tonight that, well, first as a devoted AFL fan, I think it's good news for Damien Hardwick going to the Gold Coast because the Gold Coast are my second team. And I think it's going to be a very <laughs> much needed shot in the arm to get um, the Gold Coast up the charts to achieve more success than I feel they can. Because, I mean, uh, I think the AFL, they put a lot of money and resources into clubs like the Gold Coast. Mm. But I think that over time, it hasn't been enough with regard to putting the right people their way. And I think Damien Hardwick is the right 
person, as it were, for the coaching job to really take the club places. Yeah, I mean, Mark, if you if you go back, everyone's done it a little bit differently. If we look at what the Gold Coast did, they went with you know a, a rookie coach, rookie sort of CEO, and I think it was a football manager, first time football manager. GWS went more senior, obviously with Sheeds and Choco Williams and a and a few others. And we go back all those years ago to the Bears going with a an untried uh, Peter Knights. You know, West Coast went with an untried Ron Alexander in the early days. John Todd, who was a Western Australian. So Malthouse comes into uh, Perth and just brings that really successful model and style of footy that was going to make them a bit of a powerhouse. Brisbane eventually attract uh, down the track uh, the likes of a Lee Matthews who brought that instant aura. And you think Hardwick's going to bring that real aura to the job. You know, Sydney who were really battling in the early 90s, bringing in Ron Barassi eight years after he'd yep. retired just to have some impact and to lift the whole status of the club. And then he was able to lay a little bit of a foundation uh, for the future success. So, I mean, it's not total boom or bust. I mean, the Gold Coast are in it for the long haul. The AFL's in it for the long haul. Who knows how long it's going to take them. But, gee, if they can't get it right this time, in terms of a minimum, and that's making the finals for the first time. Uh, everyone in that organisation will be uh, scratching their head thinking, how the hell do we get this club moving? That's right. And you've just got to think, at least the Gold Coast are doing better than the West Coast Eagles right now. Uh, it's a tough Anybody? year. Well, uh, yeah, apart from yesterday, it was uh, it still blowing me away. I, we were calling the Melbourne Hawthorne game yesterday and totally distracted by what was going on at uh, Marvel Stadium. But, you know, these things uh, happen. I followed a fledgling club that was last and beat the top team back in 91 in the final round. So uh, these are the great things about uh, sport. And uh, obviously West Coast have said today that they're going to make no decision around uh, Adam Simpson's future until after the last home and away round. I think that's appropriate, just with what's going to happen with the retirements and you know, whether Luke Shuey gets to the start line, whether Hearn gets to the start line. We know Nick Nadanui's uh, done, but that should be the focus really this weekend, uh, not uh, the coach, and that'll be dealt with in uh, due course, and we'll see how that goes. Good on you, Mark. Uh, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Uh, Mario's in Ivanhoe. Mario, welcome. Well, thank you for having me on. Uh, look, I'm... I'm, uh, you know, happy for uh, Gold Coast that they're uh, going to get Damien Hardwick. Uh, look, but there's something which I think is a complete anomaly. Uh, North Melbourne, uh, everybody's banging on about the fact that we may be able to pick up uh, this kid from Tasmania uh, because he came through our NGV, but uh, they're just trying to check to see whether they'll give North priority access to him and so on and so forth. But, you know, no, no, no one's making a comment about the fact that that the Gold Coast are going to get access to three kids who, who are regarded as top 10 material. So listening to people like Damien Barrett, I don't really want to get stuck into a commentator. I understand he's got a job to do. Mm. But his pure hate for North Melbourne, it transcends all bounds. I mean, on the weekend, North Melbourne didn't do anything except play a fairly reasonable game against Richmond, who got away in the last quarter with a three-goal burst, and that was the end of the game. And at the end of it, he's banging on about you know, this morning's podcast, banging on about North Melbourne doesn't deserve this and doesn't deserve that. Look, all we did was turn up the play. Yep. The other mob lost. We're going to go. We're going to get the wooden spoon. No one wants that. But it's not. It's not a sort of thing that he should come off the bench, kicking and swinging and all that sort of stuff. I'm just so tired of him. I'm so pleased you don't have him on SEN. <laughs> well, He's so uh, damn negative. Yeah, no, I understand. Everyone's got their point of view, and and hate is far too strong a word. I mean. Uh, obviously, those who are in the media every day who do a lot of talking and have got to uh, form a lot of views and opinions and conversation in and around uh, the game, um, obviously, 
will have a certain tune with uh, certain clubs or players or you know, be it the rules of the game, whatever the case may be. So we're all wide a bit differently and strong on certain things. There's no, there'd be no hatred. I mean, Damien's too professional an operator. Kane Corns is not, uh, you know, there's not a, a bias to Port Adelaide. It's just, it's it's firm opinions, uh, strong opinions. And uh, we're going to please some, whether it's me talking, whether it's uh, Damien Barrett, whether it's anyone else. And uh, half of you will agree and half of you will disagree. That's just the, the nature of society, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, North Melbourne need um, a feel-good story somewhere. Um, gee, the Gold Coast would want to get that done, though, wouldn't they, this weekend? So equal at least 10 wins like they had last year, which then Damien can come in and go to work and see if he can get those three or four extra wins to actually uh, get into uh, September uh, next year, which was expected to happen uh, this year. But we're maybe not uh, totally surprised the jump uh, wasn't made. Good on you, Mario. Thank you. George up in Swan Hill, beautiful part of the world. Great to have you on board, George. Yeah, good day. Um, good afternoon, um, evening. And now, Cornsy, where is he still there? Well, Cornsy, um, yeah, he's just—he's actually just got a mattress under the desk. He was here about five thirty this morning. He's been having a kip. Ah, oh, look, look, like um, I'm, I want Luke Beveridge gone. He's been there too long. He's been—he's been drafting recycled players for the last six years. He got Travis Clake. Now he's getting Rory, Rory Lobb, and about ten others. And why doesn't he develop a back line? He's got no young blokes down the back. He's got a, the back line. It's just all on the ball, chase the ball. And when they knock up, they get bowled over. Look at what happened in the grand final. He's never learnt. He's never learnt since two years ago. They got hammered. Hammered for the last 40 minutes. And what's he come up with? The same old, same old stuff. And if they're going to keep playing that and drafting these old recycled has-beens and paying them big money, and they're going to go down. They're going. They're on a slippery slide. The old dogs. Good on you, George. I respect your your views. Look, there's no doubt uh, the narrative uh, right now is pretty negative and pessimistic uh, around Luke Beveridge, isn't it? And I think it's going to be a fascinating uh, period over the next uh, two or three weeks. Look, Chris Grant was strong, the football director with Jared Whateley this morning. That, and you would expect him to say nothing less. And it'll be replayed if uh, they do have a change of heart. And uh, Luke Beveridge is not their man, but he was adamant that, that there is no way that Luke Beveridge will be sacked as a senior coach. He's contracted. He's a premiership coach. He's made two grand finals. But he does cop uh, a fair bit of scrutiny, does he? This was Chris Grant on with uh, Jared Waitley for a pretty candid chat earlier today. Yeah, well, I think um, yeah, there's two parts to it. Clearly, the off-field component of it, um, we're always looking to uh, to make change there um, if we think it's in the best interest to get the best out of our group. And you know, difficult decisions are um, sort of underway in that space, um, as you've seen over the last couple of weeks, which is incredibly hard um, decisions to be making. Uh, but at the same time, when you know it's in um, the best interest of the group to get the best out of them, uh, you just have to make them regardless of um, uh, the tenure and um, you know, what they've been able to deliver today. So we're certainly not shy in uh, making the hard calls. Uh, where those hard calls um, end up being uh, by the end of the season, we'll, we'll, we'll play that out. But, you know, it's, I guess it's really important, Jared, that our members and supporters know um, that we're looking at every um, uh, component of our program um, and hard decisions will be made um, if we think that um, it's in the best interest of our playing group. Yeah, that, that was just after he had sort of declared that uh, Luke Beveridge was going to continue as the coach. But it was an interesting end to the chat, which sort of left you thinking, OK, what are the Bulldogs thinking internally? How far does the review sort of stretch across players, staff, 
Um, I mean, it's easy to make you know a lot of changes off field. We know that Rowan Smith's not going to be there next year. They've had some pretty uh, long-term assistant coaches. Uh, Ash Hanson was there for quite a while before he uh, uh, went to Carlton. Stephen King was there for quite a while before he went to the Gold Coast. They've had a little bit of a changeover in that regard. But certainly when you're a premiership coach and you're a two-time grand final coach, you buy yourself a bit of time. But it, it is a fascinating little space, uh, depending what transpires down the highway at Geelong uh, this coming week. They've left themselves in a do-or-die situation. Then they've got to rely on GWS, of course, to go down uh, to Carlton. So it seems like the odds are stacked against uh, the Bulldogs, and that'll be a, a pretty poor return. What the review will show, we'll have to uh, wait and see. But there's no doubt... Uh, for a guy who's achieved a fair bit as a coach, he does cop probably more scrutiny than anyone else uh, from the Bulldogs supporters and just um, you know footy neutrals uh, as well. Uh, jump on the Harcourt's open line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six for all things real estate. Temper text 0433981116. So Damien Harvey, of course, confirmed as the Gold Coast coach might have a, a view on that six-year deal through to 2029. West Coast have stated no decision around coach Adam Simpson's future has been made yet. There'll be no decision until the end of the season. So uh, that is the coaching front. We'll be back with more of the Macca's run. The new Cheesy Angus at Macca's. Now that puts the win in winter. The Macca's run. The Macca's run. Live on your home of sport, SEM. Little cameo snapshot of the day in sport here on the Macca's run. You can join us one 736 736 That's on the uh, Harcourt's open line. Uh, you can send us a temper text, 0433981116. Some other footy news around today. Sydney will challenge uh, defender Tom McCartan's uh, two-match suspension at the tribunal. McCartan was involved in an incident which left, of course, Adelaide Shane McAdam with a depressed uh, cheekbone on uh, Saturday night. Uh, McCartan was cited for rough conduct with the incident, greater careless, high impact and also high contact. Uh, GWS defender and former skipper, almost the forgotten man, really. I've been keeping an eye on his uh, VFL numbers uh, the last uh, few weeks. Uh, Phil Davis, inaugural giant, has announced his retirement. He uh, signed on for one more year at the end of 2022, but failed to break back into the uh, GWS senior team with injuries hindering his season. He retires having played 192 games. What will you remembered for most? I mean, a great defender, Phil Davis, who made GWS his home and a successful home. I just can't help but think of that fitness test that went on in the grand final. It always is in the uh, back of my mind. When you think some players might only get just one window to play in a grand final and you want to be cherry ripe, you want to play at your best. It was a horror day for the Giants. But they're a team having done their game on the weekend, that are very, very capable, I think, in the next maybe two to three, four years of getting back up to that real top echelon again. I think uh, if you're looking at Coach of the Year status, he's got to be right up there, Adam Kingsley, with what he has uh, put together. So tough start, missing some personnel, new game plan. He's got a real hard edge. Ever since he went down to the boundary line, like a lot of coaches, he's really connected with his players. That win at Geelong... I think really gave the team some belief. A team that's gone all over the country and won games of footy and their effort on the weekend. I mean, it's always, uh, you know, both ways, isn't it? I mean, Essendon were terrible. There's no doubt that was a tough game. Made us actually reminisce. If anyone was listening into AFL Nation on Saturday, we were talking more about the 1991 St Kilda and Geelong elimination final, which I'd been watching on Fox footy earlier in the day when Plugger kicked nine, Billy Brownless kicked eight, 
a good old-fashioned shootout at Waverley in the day of the full forward is leading up the lane. You wouldn't want to get in the path of uh, Plugger when he was coming at full steam and we were going through the entire St Kilda lineup. That's how bad that game was on the weekend. But uh, the Giants, you just got to love the team they've put together. So they brought back that beautiful run and flow, the orange tsunami as it's often dubbed. They've got a hard edge, really good defensive back six. I mean, everyone talks about Sam Taylor and... So we should. He's an absolute star. But I think a lot of focus is going to be on Buckley and also Connor Iden, who uh, do a job. And then the run of uh, Lockie Whitfield has made that halfback area his own. And then Lockie Ash has continued to develop and give them enormous drive. And it's hard not to have been across the journey a Jesse Hogan fan. I mean, you come in uh, with all the fanfare around being a, a high draft pick, a lot of uh, scrutiny on you. Uh, tough. He was a Perth boy living in Melbourne, adjusting to that. A few things uh, went awry. He goes back home to Perth, which wasn't maybe the ideal environment for him to go back to. And then he goes to Western Sydney, where he can just sort of be tucked away a little bit. No one knows who he is. He can just play footy. And his day was absolutely uh, brilliant. And I think any day where we, uh, in this modern age of footy, when we don't get good, big goal-scoring uh, tellies from players. We just cherish those days when a player can kick nine, ten, eight, uh, whatever the case uh, may be. So uh, Phil Davis departs, but a healthy future, I think, for the GWS Giants. Can they beat the Blues? Absolutely. Uh, they've sort of had the, the Ross Lyon mantra this year of winning everywhere, uh, regardless of the ground, regardless of uh, the venue. It's uh, grass and four goalposts, and they've been able to conquer parts of Australia uh, to great effect, and they've built some confidence. So that is a beauty to round out round 24 on uh, Sunday night. Uh, Fremantle midfielder Matt Johnson, he's taken out the round 23 AFL Rising Star nomination, drafted at pick 21 in 2021, had the 19 disposals, seven marks, three score involvements at Optus Stadium yesterday against Port Adelaide, and what has been a really lean year uh, for the Fremantle Dockers, not building on uh, what they did uh, last year. Uh, BP, I tip the Giants uh, for the spoon this year. Gee, Mikey from Bendigo, that is massively pessimistic. I didn't think they were going to drop uh, that far. If you looked at who they still had, uh, as their core group, uh, I don't think, they, they don't think they were ever going to totally bottom out to the dark days of uh, the early days under Sheeds when they were struggling to uh, kick an effective score. The AFL Coaches Association, perfect 10 votes. Uh, Nick Martin, who's a shining light on a pretty dirty day. John Newcomb... Of course, leading the way to pull out yesterday, which, I mean, one player doesn't make a result. The Hawks, I thought, were fantastic. They are so watchable, Hawthorne. A really enjoyable game to call uh, yesterday. You can see the plan. They're well coached. They're unearthing some really good talent. They actually use the ball really well. This is a very good 16th place team on the AFL ladder. So, uh, John Newcomb, um, gee, might have had um, a real influence and you know, might have been able to get two or three that... Might have given Hawthorne the really hard edge, and it would have been great actually to see him go up against you know the toughness of uh, Viney and Oliver and uh, Petrarca, but uh, not to be. Uh, Spain, of course, crowned the World Cup champions after defeating England 1 0 in the final of the Women's World Cup in Sydney last night. My man on a Monday night, Jordan Canellis, magnificent job the last uh, couple of weeks, uh, riding the wave of the Matildas. Great event, crowds magnificent. How good would it be? Can we get a men's soccer World Cup here? Boy, oh boy, that would be the tip of the iceberg. The first serve, it's coming up in just a few moments. Stick around.